0: Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon, and remember... If you have your Bible, or if you're taking notes, go ahead and, and write down this verse. The whole message is titled on what Paul tells the church of Corinth in these two verses. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. It's a very amazing passage as he's speaking to a very problematic church of its time. And look what he tells the people of this church. And he even takes a shot at the men of the church. And he says this, In 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, he says, Be watchful, stand firm in the faith. Look what it says next. Act like men. Be strong. And let all that you do be done in love. When you look at this passage, what a a, beautiful wordage. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. And all that you do, let it be done in love. And, And here is... Here is this encouragement to the Christian. Here is this this advice to the church. And here is this push for men. And and if you caught them, these are the four things that I really want to talk about today. And it's for all of us that are in this room. And if you're a father, yes, for you as well. Take this to heart. And here it is. To be watchful, to be firm in the faith, to be strong, and to live in love. Can you say amen? Amen. The first one that I want to discuss there is the word watchful. And when you really start to study that word or or look it up, whatever, and it's Greek, you start to recognize that it is what it is. It means to keep awake or be cautious. I like this one, ready? To give strict attention to. Be watchful and give strict attention Just keep that in your mind because I love what Isaiah, Isaiah tells Israel and and the nation of Israel in chapter 28 verse 23. Isaiah tells the nation this, ready? Listen to me, listen and pay close attention. There's a difference between just listening and then listening, paying attention. Does everyone get that? And my wife will be the first one to tell you that I'm very good at hearing but not always listening. Two different things. I can hear what she's saying, I just don't understand what she's saying. Well, how come you don't understand what she's saying? Because I'm not really listening. I hear stuff coming out, but I'm not really processing it correctly. And a lot of men, ladies, just you need to just relax. Don't say anything. But we're good at this. We're really good at this. I am. I'm going to just talk to myself. I'm good at this at times. And some of us have mastered this, and it's okay, like, I'm with you, we're good, we're going to have men's, meet, get men's gathering soon, then we can talk about these things, but how many of you have just been in life before, or with your family before, or just in your own personal walk, and there's just been a lot of noise around you, just a lot of stuff around you, a lot of noise, there's just a lot of stuff being said, a lot of things being told to you, just so much distraction, so much noise. Many things to hear, and sometimes what we hear, it's so much, it's so overwhelming that it causes confusion in our lives. Anyone there? This is for men, for women, for children, all people. It just brings confusion, you know, after everything that I've just heard. What do I do now? Where do I go? What do I say? I'm so confused. There's so much noise. There's so much stuff going on. My family says this. The church says this. The pastor says that. My aunt that I love to death says this. And, and there's so many voices. There's so much noise. There's, then there's the media. Then there's the news. And there's the show that you watch on TV. And they're like, so where do, how do, I, where do I go? <laughs> and life sometimes can be confusing. Can I have some confused people in the house to say amen? amen. All right, good. Whew. We get confused sometimes. There's a lot of noise. And it's being spoken and shouted to us from every angle. Man, do we live in a hard difficult world today man is it so much pressure in this life that we live today but the truth is for everyone that's here and men listen to me specifically you men fathers check me out for a moment if you can just get past the noise there is a voice I promise you that is speaking to you there's a voice and that voice doesn't want you to hear him that voice wants you to listen to him that's totally different you know, you could come here on a Sunday and I've been here on a Sundays, and and I've heard what the preacher has said, but, but, but there are many times where I have not listened to what the preacher has said. I've heard what God has said, but it doesn't mean that I personally have listened to what God has said, right? And, and that's the truth about us. But if you could get past that noise, there's a, there's a voice that is speaking and that voice wants you to listen. And I'm going to be very honest, that voice can be God and not just God, but that voice can be the voice of wisdom that God has given you. You know that voice that's inside of you, that discernment? You guys know what I'm talking about? Because God breathed life into you and he gave you a soul and sometimes that soul talks to your man and says, Don't do it. Don't go. Don't drive there. Don't turn there. Don't say it. Don't. Right? Where did that voice come from? Um, uh, the maker of your soul. The one who whoosh, breathed that voice into you. That's awesome, man. Some of us, that voice. I wish I didn't have it. No, thank God you have that voice. Can you imagine how much more dangerous we would be without that voice? There's a voice that is speaking to us. I could go off on that, but before I do, in 1 Kings, there's an amazing passage. I'm going to go a lot through a lot of scriptures, so just follow with me and write them down. This is a great study for you to go home later on and study throughout the week. But in 1 Kings chapter 19, here is Elijah. And Elijah is running from King Ahab and Jezebel. He's terrified. Mind you, he just destroyed the prophets of Baal, and now he's running in a cave, and he's terrified, and he's hearing so much noises about everything that they want to do to him, and he's scared, and he forgets to hear God. Let's go into the passage. In chapter 19 of 1 Kings, I'm going to read verse 11 and 12. Just just listen. It says, Go out, the Lord tells him, and stand before me on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And look what it says here. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. That's pretty awesome, man. Just like, and just being there, just seeing it, like, wow, look at the windstorm. This is crazy. It must be so, it is, it was amazing. I'll prove it to you that it was amazing. The next part of the verse says, it was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But look what it says next. Say it with me. But the Lord was not in the wind. Did you catch that? Wow, you could be amazed at something, but it doesn't mean that God is there. Just because it looks amazing, sounds amazing, it doesn't mean that it's of God. Does everyone understand that? So like if that ends, then it goes on, it says this. After the wind, there was an earthquake. I mean, I've never experienced an earthquake. I don't think I want to experience one. Some of you have experienced it. I'm good with a hurricane and I'll sh- shut up the house. But it says, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then verse 12 says, and after the earthquake, there was a fire. That's, that's crazy, man. I mean, there is wind. There is earth is quaking. I know, wind, earth, and fire. But There is wind. There is earth that is being broken up. And then out of nowhere, there's a fire that erupts. But then look what it says next. But the Lord was not in the what? It's crazy. So there's wind, there's earthquakes, and there's a fire. Some amazing sight to see in one shot, right? Perfect storm. But the Lord was not there. Look at the next part. After the fire, there was a sound. And this sound was different. It was the sound of a gentle whisper. One translation says, a still, small voice. Did you catch that? Because we always, at least me, right? I love when God shouts to me. How many of you just love when God answers like that? Lord, make it obvious. And God's like, no. Lower the volume so you could hear me. Lord, shout it from the rooftops. No. Close the door and listen to what I want to tell you. A gentle whisper, a still small voice. And as I started to think about that, I I started to, to just look at my life and I said, man, it's so important that all of us, wherever you're at in life, that we don't surround ourselves with such loudness that we miss the gentle whisper, the still small voice of God in our heart. Because it can happen to any of us. And sometimes as I, as I go from the church to the men today, church to the men, I want, to know that it, I want the men to know that it can happen to you this fast, men. Fathers, this fast. That you get so distracted. You get so busy with work. You're making so much money or your aim is to make so much that you forget the voice of your children. You forget the importance of home. You get so distracted with all the loudness, with all the noise that you forget the important things of life. Anyone ever been there? Hey, I'm warning you, don't get there. Don't lose that. Don't surround yourself with such loud things that you miss the still, small voice. Remember what Paul tells the church. Pay close attention. Be watchful. Look what the Lord spoke to me. All that is wind is not necessarily good. All that quakes is not necessarily good. And all that is fire is not good. You know what the Lord showed me? He showed me this. Ready? Don't miss what is really good because you got caught up with something that you thought was actually good. Sometimes we say, but this is good. And God says, yeah, but it's not me. Oh, that's a difference. Be watchful. Church, be watchful. Men, be watchful. Hey, dads, be watchful. Give strict attention. Why are you saying that? Man, life is short. Life is short. How many of you could say, man, how how come we're already here? Aren't the days just flying? The people that have been younger for a longer time, they will tell you, yeah, man, days are just flying by and crazy. I mean, life is short. So what, what's my encouragement to you guys? It's this. Church, you take it slowly because life is short. And you what? You pay close attention. You don't want to live out your whole entire life missing the important moments. You want to take them in. Guys, be watchful. Amen? I love what the the author of of Hebrews says. Again, take notes, guys. It's so important. In Hebrews chapter 3, I'm going to read real quick verses 12, 13, 14, and 15. Just catch it. See if you catch it as we read it. Ready? Verse 12, 13, 14, and 15. Look what the author of Hebrews says. Be careful then, brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. You see that? Don't get distracted. Don't let the noise get so loud. Make sure your hearts are not turned. Look what he says in verse 13. You must warn each other every day while it is still today that, that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. 14. For we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believed, and we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Be watchful, stand your ground, pay attention. And then he says in verse 15, remember what it says to you, that today when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as in the days of the rebellion. I don't know if you see it, but I see it. I see what the author is telling me, telling us, and it's this, stay away from distractions. Stay away from things that can be loud, that harden your hearts. You, You guys are reading between the lines, right? Stay away from sin. Be watchful, pay pay close attention because sometimes things that seem good could introduce you to stuff that becomes sin. I don't know if you're catching this, but the end, it's ended with hear his voice. Stay away from the distractions, from what's loud, hear his voice. Stay away from things that harden your hearts, hear his voice. How many of you could be encouraged with that today? Be watchful, everyone say be watchful. Come on, like you mean it, Be be watchful. Pay close attention. Number two, stand firm. You know what stand firm means? Be stationary. I love this word. Persevere. Persevere. This is good. Keep your ground. Live in the revelation of God. Don't give it up for the wisdom of this world. Come on, amen. The world claims a lot of wisdom, but can I be honest with you? It is so stupid. What the world is offering is stupid. What the world gives is stupid. I'm going to use that word so freely today because it's stupid. There's not a better word to use. And here is this passage by Paul, and he says, persevere. Don't give give in for the wisdom of this world. Stand for the faith of the gospel, he says. Maintain it even to death, men, women. Maintain it to death. Stand in it. I love this. Yield into its influence. Let this right here influence your very being, your every being. Every part of you. Man, that it's not worth letting it all go. Persevere. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. The answer is never to walk away. You can write that down. And I'm going to be very honest with you. The answer is not always to change the scenery. Trust me. That scenery, if you jump to it, it changes with time. It's not as beautiful as it looks in the scene that you are currently living in. Come on. You could just take that as you want, but some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, persevere. Don't walk away. Keep fighting. Keep going. Make it work. Well, why should I? Is Christ living inside of you or is he not? He took it to the cross. Come on. Fathers, mothers, young people, singles, whoever you are in life, take it to the cross. Persevere. Keep going. Stand firm in the faith. And the best way to stay put is that it's not to to live for another scene, to go elsewhere, but it's to stand firm in what, man? In the faith. There's no better place to stand in, be rooted in, than in Christ and his word. It's not worth letting it all go. It's not worth letting go of what God has given us to grab a hold of something that our flesh lusts for. Man, it's to be watchful. It's... It's to be giving strict attention to all things. It's to stand firm in faith. It's to be stationed in truth. It's to be influenced by it, not by our flesh, not by the world's wisdom, to be watchful and stand firm in the faith. How many of you could say amen? Amen. I want to read another passage as I think it goes amazing with what we're speaking about here. And it's found in Matthew chapter 26. And I'm going to read verses 36 all the way down to 41. Matthew 26, 36 through 41. Give you a second to write that down and even turn to it. Matthew 26, 36 through 41. Jesus is at the end of his life. He's about to be um, arrested at Gethsemane. And look what it says in verse 36. Y'all. It says, Then Jesus went to them to the olive grove that is called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, He said, Sit here. Everyone say, Sit here. Yeah, not stand, not pace, not walk around. Just, just stay. Just be stationary. Just persevere here. Just sit here while I go over there and pray. So he took Peter and James and John and he became anguished and distressed. Verse 38. So he tells them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Look what he says again. Stay here and keep watch with me stay be watchful verse 39 he went on a little farther he he bowed his he bowed with his face to the ground he began to pray my father if it's possible look at his suffering here let this cup of suffering be taken away from me yet i want your will to be done not mine verse 40 he says then he returned to the disciples and he found them what were they doing they found them all asleep all I did was tell you to sit here and be watchful and you fall, you fall asleep. Fall asleep. Come on, how many of us just fall asleep when you start to pray? Fall asleep? It's hard, man. So fall, you fall asleep. What's going on? So he says to Peter, couldn't you, look what he says, listen to the words, couldn't you watch with me? Come on, is he talking to anyone's heart yet? Is he speaking to you yet? Couldn't you just watch with me? Couldn't you just stay here? He even says, for just one hour, man, at least one hour. Verse 41 says what? Keep watch. Be watchful and pray. So look what he says next, that you will not give in to the loudness, to the distractions, to the sin, to the temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Man, what a lesson. What a lesson to learn and what a time to learn it. At Jesus, at his most desperate most difficult moment of his life when he needs his three closest friends the disciples the most they couldn't they couldn't stay with him they couldn't keep awake instead they struggled in being watchful we see that in this text they definitely were not paying close attention as we spoke about earlier and i can see jesus teaching them a mighty a great lesson that listen even Here, during the most difficult moment of his life, he's teaching lessons. That's amazing. He doesn't give up. He's teaching, he's teaching, he's dropping nuggets of wisdom for his disciples to receive, even in his most difficult moments. And it's the same thing with us, that even during the most painful, the most difficult moments in our lives, he's teaching us what? Stay put. Keep watch. Don't give in to temptations. Persevere. Be strong. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Some of our most, how many of you are, have, and if you haven't, you will. Some of us have or were entered the most difficult moments of our lives. Some of you have. Some of you are in it. Some of the most difficult moments of your life. But I want you to know this with encouragement today. That if that's you, and if you are in a difficult, hard moment of your life, many times Christ leads us through them. To teach us this truth. I brought you here so that I could teach you how to stand firm. I brought you through this difficulty to make you stronger. Come on, someone that was for you. That's why you have me here. And God's like, yes, ding, 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 you got it. So you mean to tell me that I've gone through this difficulty and I've gone through this hardship and I've gone through this problem in my marriage, in my family, with my child, in my own personal life, whatever your story looks like, all because, and God just comes in and says, all because I'm making you stronger, all because I'm making that stronger, all because in you, I'm going to cause you to persevere, I'm going to teach you the truth about that, but how will you ever know it if you've ever been through it? And I've learned that, and, and you're going to learn that. And you, some of you are like, oh, man, I've learned that. That, man, in my most difficult moments, Christ is making me stronger. Christ is teaching me to stand firm. How many of you have learned that and said amen? What, what do you mean? I mean you, you don't walk away. Because why didn't you walk away? How come you never walked away? Because God made me stronger in it. I don't at it like that. How, how come you never turned your back? Because he taught me how to persevere in it. You don't fall asleep. You stay. But you stay here you stand firm in the faith in the faith that's the key thing now in the faith you be strong you be strong everyone say be strong. be strong act like men he says even you know when he says act like men he's encouraging people to act with courage and strength and obedience to the Lord I love this I even, I even underlined this in my notes ready act with courage strength and obedience to the Lord and with confidence in his power that's a different kind of lifestyle to be confident in his power, Joshua, we read about this, remember? Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. I'm going to read it to you. It says, be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right. See that? Stay put. Persevere. Don't go to other things or to the left. And then you will be successful in everything you do. Look at verse 9. This is my command. Be strong. Come on, say be strong right and courageous do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord your god is with you wherever you go what is he saying here act like men <laughs> it's awesome women act like women it's for you too you're strong i've seen my wife give birth and man i uh, she's strong you women are strong i'm not try- it's father's day we're just giving them a little bit you know they need some help too we do we do But act like men, be strong, a people of courage and of strength. Can you imagine this, what I just said about a minute ago? Ready? Imagine this. Being confident in his power for the rest of our lives. That's that's, that's a whole kind of lifestyle there. That's a whole different kind of living there. Yo, what triggers you the way you live your life? I live in confidence in his power. What do you mean? That when things seem impossible, I walk through them and in them like they are possible because in Christ Jesus, all things are possible. What? That's crazy. (laughs) That's a whole different kind of math problem. (laughs) No one that's in this world gets that answer. But when we see it, we're like, oh, I know the answer to this. What is it? Walk in confidence in God's power. So it's crazy. You go home now. What changed about you, honey? I'm living in his power. You go to work now. Hey, what's different about you, my brother? I live in his power now. Hey, that we would be men. I'm going to talk to the fathers. Dads, listen to me. Let your children see that if there's one thing that you're confident, it's in the power of Jesus Christ, your Lord. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know why? Because that would change my son's lifestyle. My son one day will be in second grade, and third grade, and fifth grade, and eighth grade. Then he'll be a senior in high school one day. And something will rock his life. Or someone will say something to rock his life. And he will get through it. and He will walk in it. And he will surpass that. And people will look at him. And I will look at him and say, son, how did you do that? My prayer is that he would say, dad, because I lived in a household, that I saw my father live before me, confidence in the power of God. So I learned from your walk. Okay. Never mind, let's go have some ice cream. Guys, I'm talking to you men. Walk in the confidence of Christ. Walk in the power of Christ. Hey, what is your confidence in? It better be in the power of Christ because in us we're weak, we're frail, we are filled with depravity, but in Christ there is power, there is strength, there is knowledge, there is wisdom. I'm talking about makes blind people see. He raises the dead up. He splits seas open. How can I not walk in confidence in the power of God? Come on, someone. Act like men. Act like men. Oh, man. Imagine if we got a group of seven of us in here. Someone's sick in the hospital. You guys are ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? Let's go let's take a field trip. What are we going to do? We're going to pray with what? With the power. We're confident in the power of God. News stations out here. What is it about that church? Nothing. It's what is it about our God. What is it about that family? Nothing. It's about what it is with God. What is it about that man? Nothing. It's about that he walks in confidence in God's power. What is it about that family? Nothing. It's that they live in confidence in God's power. Man, that we knew life. That you as a family, you as a unit, you as a man, you as a father, you as wherever you're at in life, that you will live in confidence in the power of God. Man, that you would stay firm, that you would persevere, that you would be strong, that you would be watchful, that you would take on God's strength. Man. And then Paul says to the church, he says, and let all that you do be done in love. Live in love. Some of our lives, it's so hard to love others and to love the people that live within our very own homes because we haven't allowed God's love to rock us yet. Live in love. Let everything you do be done in love. Some of the greatest things that people could just encounter from you is just the love that pours out of you. Your child, the main problem that that child might just need is for you to hug them. Come on. When was the last time you hugged them, looked at them in the eyes, and said, I love you. I just love you today. If there's one phrase that I constantly tell my son is, I love you. I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. We even have a handshake. We do this. I love you with all my heart. Always. Why? Because wherever he goes in life and whatever decisions he makes and whatever path he chooses to go on, I want to remember one thing. His father has always been declaring to him, I love you with all my heart. Do you think you're sitting here and God hasn't told you that all your life? I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. I love you with all my heart. God has made it so obvious. He says, I love you with all my heart that I'm gonna send Christ, my son, to die on the cross to make you my children. I love you with all my heart. Man. Live in love. Come on, not with jealousy. We're the church. I love how sometimes we call people and we try to get the chimney. Man, get out of that stuff. I love how. We get into the family problems and we get all bitter. Get out of that stuff. We're to be light bearers, man. We're to be filled with love. We're to be so different. Not with jealousy, not with wrath, not with bitterness. Come on, I might just preach it to myself because this is us, right? Not with unforgiveness in our hearts, not in what I can get from this, not with selfishness, but in all that I do that it would be done in love. Let that speak to your heart today. Because so many times we do what we do, but not because love is the motive behind it. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Just to drop, drop, drop some more verses in your heart. Look what Peter says. The end of the world is coming. I mean, do we have, um, do we have to like, try to prove it to you any other way? The end of the world is here. It's not coming. It's here. We're living it. The end of the world is coming. Therefore, be earnest. Don't be fearful. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. And look what he says next. Most important. Everyone say most important. Yeah, that's important that he's saying most important. But most important of all. Continue to show deep love for each other. That whole bickering, that whole turning your back on each other, the whole thing about walking away, that's not real love. Real love is what bears with one another. We fight through it and you fight with the people you live with and you love with and you do life with and then you show love with all of your being. Continue, it says, to show deep love for each other for love covers, covers, it covers a multitude of sins. It solves problems, love, love. This world needs more love. What causes someone to do the things that they do and we see in the news? I'll tell you what it is. It's a world that is lacking love. That gentleman, the other day, he needed just to be looked in the eyes and told that someone so deeply, so personal loves him. Maybe that would have rocked his life forever. Instead of taking actions and taking life. So as I get ready to end in this last point of loving I love what John says in 1 John 4. It's a big passage that I'm going to read to you, but I'm going to end. I'm going to read one more little passage at the end of this. But catch this, guys. It's in 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to actually skip, but it's basically verses 7 all the way to verse 21. Guys, it is so rich in truth. Chew it with me. Chew it with me. Get the taste of it and let it bless your life. Here it is. Ready? Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. See that? Where does, it, where does love come from? Come on. You're learning stuff in here. You're learning foundational stuff. You're learning doctrine right now. Where does love come from? Comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. So you could go ahead and show acts of wrath and stuff like that. That's not, and then you do it in God's name. I'm telling you right now. Then you don't know God. Because God is love. God is love. But anyone who does not love does not know God. God is love. Verse 9, I actually highlighted the whole entire verse. It's pretty amazing. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into this world so that we might have eternal life through him. I also highlighted verse 10. And this is real love. Everyone say real love. Here it is. Ready? Not that we loved God. What? I thought that was real love. No. You loving God is not real love. Want to know what real love is? That God loved us and that he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. You know what I wrote in my notes? Best dad ever. Best dad ever. Hey, who showed paying close attention better than Christ did and God did for me? Who showed perseverance better than Christ, better than the Father did for me? Who showed better than them what being strong is better than them for me? They've mastered what Paul said for your very own personal life. They were strong for you. They persevered for you. They didn't walk away from you. you. Come here. How many of you would admit that you are worth walking away from? I love you with all my heart. You who feel worthy to be walked away from. I love you with all my heart. I stayed for you. I persevered for you. I stayed strong for you. I died for you. What? Yeah. I love you with all my heart. Let's keep reading the passage. So friends, since God loved us that much, verse 11, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if We love each other. God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Please understand that. I'm going to talk about that in a second. God lives in us if we love each other, and his love is brought. It's manifested. It's being seen. Does everyone see that? I'm going to skip some verses. Let's go to 16. Ready? We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. Amen. Amen. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Come on. Can you say amen? Amen. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, yes? So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. We don't have to fear anything that's going on, guys. Why? Because we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. What do you mean? Yeah, I walk in confidence in the power of Christ. Exactly what I shared earlier. Such love has no fear because perfect love casts out, expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Look at verse 19. We love each other because he loved us first. And then I end right, real quick fastly. Here it is. These two verses. If someone says, I love God but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we do not love people, we can see how can we love God whom we cannot see. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. No wonder, Paul says, let everything that you do be done in love. Because according to this text, it's how others see Christ in us. Kevin, come here. I love you, man. And you look so awesome today with that bow tie. Kevin knows a lot about stuff. He knows a lot about Scripture. I know because I've had a lot of conversations. But Kevin, you're at a place in your life where you recognize recognized. What will rock people the most in their life it's not about everything that you know brother but it's about the Christ that pours his love through you before their lives that stuff works with this stuff this stuff works with that stuff and what good is it Paul says I'm gonna read the verse to you now to have all of that stuff without showing love you're just a what a clashing symbol you're just noise and no one wants to be around not one, we're not a church that just knows. But we're a church that also displays. Displays love. Is that biblical? Come here, come. According to the text that we just read in 1 John chapter 4, we've seen all throughout this text that the way That Christ is manifested before others is by us living his love before others. We just read that. So no wonder Paul says, I'm not making this stuff up. No wonder Paul says, man, man, everything that you do, let it be done in love. It's how others see Christ in us. God, how many of you could say, God won us through his love. Huh? So now we win others through his love as well. Best dad ever. And then look, the passage I just read. Paul says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and the angels but did not love, I would only be a noisy gong or a clashing cymbal. Fonzie's not back there. If I had the gift of prophecy, ooh, you anointed man. If I understood all of God's secret plans, Ooh. And you possessed all knowledge. If I had such faith that I could move mountains, man, big faith guy. But if you do not love others, Paul says, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and I even sacrificed my body and I could boast about it, but I did not love others, I would have gained nothing. Man, that's awesome. Best dad ever. Who's the best dad ever? He was watchful. He stood firm. He was strong. And he lived out love for us. As we stand together today, come before the presence of the Lord as we close. Is he calling you to that? I believe so. Lord, that we would be rocked by this truth. Watchful. That Lord, we will persevere, that we would stand firm in the faith of God. That we would be strong. Lord, that we would act like men and women of God, that we would do all that we do, that we would live in love. Your love transformed us. Let your love pour out of us and transform those we do life with each day. Thank you for being the best dad ever. Make me better in this truth today. Make the fathers that are here today better in this truth. Make every believer that is here today better in this truth. That you would stir this deeply into their hearts. That their lives would be transformed. Thank you for our handshake. You love me. With all your heart. But then it says with all of your mind. With all of your soul. With all of your strength. Love the Lord your God. Thank you for this amazing Father's Day. Thank you for this amazing word from your throne. Thank you that we are called to live in confidence in the power of God. Thank you because you're doing an amazing work in our lives. We love you, Lord. We praise you. Speak to their hearts. Lord, stir in that young man and that man and that woman and that child and that father and that mother and that grandparent. You're speaking to them right now. There's your altar call. There's the finger of God. There's the presence. There's the spirit of God. Lord, let it take over. Let it take over their lives right now.